Hey, Chris Manning here from Locked On Cavs. Coming up on today's show, Evan and I are going to kind of do a potpourri of different things, a grab bag of sorts, covering some different topics. So stay tuned for all of that um, on today's show. We have a big back catalog right now. Mike Bassetti on the show, the two-part fishing episode. There's a lot of great stuff if you're a little behind. Maybe listening to Locked On Browns or, or Locked On Indians or something like that. But if you want to catch up, a bunch of great stuff in your feed that will make you a more informed Cavs fan. I, I do think so. Evan, do you agree with that? No. Ohio versus everyone is great for the informed Ohio fan to begin with, but they really do raise the level in terms of content and quality of content in terms of Cleveland sports coverage. Yeah. Um, and if you want to hear me talking to Mike, you'll hear me have to process him like being an Obi Topin person in some ways um god bless him. which kind of broke my brain a little bit but that's you can go check that on the feed but uh today's show also is brought to you by built bar built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and you get ten dollars off your next order you are locked on cavaliers your daily cleveland cavaliers podcast part of the locked on podcast network cleveland cavaliers select Darius Garland from Vanderbilt University. My, my, my. This call the Kevin Love Show. Irie Irie. He's gone. Xbox at him today. At the kill. On the blow block. He put him in cement boots. Colin Sexton for two. Evan, I'm going to let you pick where you want to start here. We have three topics we're going to cover, um, kind of mental health things in the wake of the Kevin Love essay, which is a must-must read, and you should, again, just go read that right now. I'll link it in the show notes below. Um, we can talk about the the why Jetty Osmond is not in camp, and I, I've been... You, you know how irritated I am um, about how this has been talked about in certain places, and also... Um, what well, we have the this G League tournament of sorts reported. So, what do you? Where do you want to start? Well, first off, I want to ask, how are you? How you been? Good. Um, a little more mentally clear the last couple of days. They've gotten back into working out habits and stuff. But yeah, it's it's good. I'm, a, good. I'm a little sick of working at home, but it is kind of is what it is. Um, I I I'm not even like a I want to be back in the office every day thing, but just once in a while with some friends that I work in the office would be nice, but you know, is what it is. 2020 is what mm-hmm. it is. Obviously what's going on in the world is, you know, um, not optimal. So staying off of the socials is specifically the hell, the hell site that is Twitter is mostly very good for me, but Evan, where are you at? How are you doing? I'm great. Um, the super Mario 3d all-stars collection came out on Friday. I've been playing through some Mario 64. Uh, for those of you who have played Mario 64, I just finished the second Bowser, and I have 74 Power Stars collected, so I have 46 to go I, until I 100% the game, so there we go. I cannot wait to um, play that, because I was like, probably that and Ocarina of Time are like the first well, games. Well, the controller's me. still wonky, I've, or not the controls, the, the camera's not, still wonky, you, but... Do you want to... I found that out via um, the great Ben Schwartz, who played John Ralphio on Parks and Rec... Mm-hmm. Um and is uh, been in some other good stuff, but he uh, was tweeting out that he was he was on Instagram or Twitter where he was saying that the he was really happy to get it, but it's like incredible that he's like the same exact controller shoe I had he had back in the day, which I don't remember, mm-hmm. but he was like it's literally exactly how I remember, which is kind of incredible that that that's the case. 
I was a little bit of an optimist when they announced this remaster, Chris. Um, I was hoping that they, like, not only did they upscale, upscale the graphics, but, you know, map the C buttons on the N64 controller to the C stick on the Switch, mm-hmm. which is the right stick. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's the same exact camera, but apparently Mario Sunshine and Mario Galaxy have those features, and Mario Sunshine is my favorite of the bunch, so I'm, I'm happy to play that with, like, fully intuitive controls and, like, precise controls, because that game's already pretty good to be. You actually, you know what else is ironic about it, about that game? Hmm. Um, when they released Mario Sunshine, I learned this the other day, um, I believe Shigeru Miyamoto said that the GameCube controller would be the gold standard of controllers for, like, the next 20 years, and that was back in, like, 2003, and, like, don't get me wrong, I love the GameCube controller, but... If you were to play Mario Sunshine with the GameCube controller adapter, it's not the remaster is not fully compatible with a GameCube controller. Isn't that something interesting? Yeah, it's it's interesting to just I, I it, there's a lot of things with technology where I wonder if no one just could have seen like where this would have ended up. Yeah, no. If and, they and with do, any system, with any like processing power, everything. Yeah, no, for real. And for those of you listening, I was very fortunate to get a PlayStation 5, so I'll be enjoying that in November. Um, that was $500 well spent, IMHO. But um, uh, if they did do it like a 3D collection for Zelda, which would be... Well, there's a lot to pick from, but the, the baseline would be Ocarina Majora. I think you'd have to do the 3DS remasters of those games because they took all of the issues from the N64 versions clean them up, buffed up the graphics considerably, and then, I mean, the motion controls are hit or miss with the 3DS, but it is what it is, but I enjoy that, and I think we should just keep talking about stuff that have been, like, you know, providing us sanity in this time that, um, <clears throat> and the Cavs are back Wednesday. Uh, back-ish. I spoke with J.B. Vickers, back-ish. I spoke with J.B. Vickerstaff this morning, actually, to date this episode a little bit on Monday, and he said that they all checked in at 9.30 today, and if they all clear protocol at 9.30 on Wednesday, everyone will be available to practice that the Cavs emailed you and I both about. But so, yeah, no, I like, I asked him, like, what are you doing to keep busy? He's like, oh, a lot of reading, a lot of uh, watching movies. The Cavs have planned activities. So, Chris, what else have you been doing to keep busy to keep your sanity in check? I'll add, let me just add to that. I was uh, trading texts with an, uh, an assistant coach um, on Monday. And he was basically doing the same thing. And he said that one of the things that they were hoping to kind of replicate from some of the conversations they'd have with their colleagues in the league. Um, and I think Denver is kind of the most publicized example of this is just the the, t- the kind of team interactions and game nights and things. Um, just kind of trying to stay on the same page um, and, and build some camaraderie. I think that's been something like Denver. And I think the Lakers do that too. I'm sure all the teams are doing that, but I think that's, kind of something that stuck with me in hearing Tim Conley interviews um, in the last couple weeks in, in reference to the Nuggets. But Evan, I, I would say for me, like just during all of this, you know what has been, it's this, this is very, um, it's kind of basic of me, but the, the my biggest, my, aside from Salute to in my nine bajillion hours on Animal Crossing, and I'm currently in the process of like redoing my island layout because I don't like it anymore. Um, mm. I could grab my Switch controller. I'm looking right at it. I could actually give everyone a live update of your hours, but no, proceed. No, let's not do that. Um, <laughs> but X-Men comics in 2020 is like, just inject them all into my veins. I'm not reading like every single book because that's just like a lot. Um, but the X-Men were, as like a lot of people of our age and a little older, like the comic characters and um, what, what what the Hickman Dawn of X stuff has been doing for like a year is just like 
everything I've ever wanted. And I'm just, I'm having a lot of fun. And like the little time I, I spend every week, whether it's like reading the Wolverine book or reading Marauders or reading the main X-Men title, like there's even like this obnoxious like mega event coming um, where like there's a lot of swords involved and shit. And I'm just like, mm. okay, this is great. I, I will read this and it will, it will cleanse my brain. Like, um, I'm a comics person in general, but just something about that is just like amid, amid a very um, troubling year for, for our country and, and the world. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I can I can take solace in, in, in my mutants, like thriving uh, for, for the first time in, uh, in comics in a long time, and really any medium in a long time, because the, the X-Men movies that have been released last series are all, are all trash. No, I I actually was at a Barnes and Noble over the weekend, and I was browsing and cruising and perusing their comic selection. And there's quite a bit. Um, after you read through Scott Pilgrim, I watched Scott Pilgrim versus the World again, and then I scratched the itch and that wa- movie. read the entire. <laughs> that movie, it's, man, it's such a good movie. And did I read the, the entire. Did you watch the live the live like Zoom read they I did? did? Yeah, it was great. Like the, um, and then the, and the people they announced they had, that they're re-releasing it. Yeah, so. and, the, and like the people they had filling in was really good. Um, and yeah. uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead dropped the skincare routine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I respect it. Yeah. And, um, no, that's just if you haven't seen Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, highly recommend that movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I, maybe it's just um, an Edgar Wright thing. Like that and Shaun of the Dead are like my top, are both in my top five and just favorite like not like best film I've ever watched in terms of like film as an art form, but like I can sit down and watch that movie from beginning to end, either Shaun of the Dead or Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and enjoy myself wholeheartedly. But it's funny you mentioned comics. Um, I'm just going to be a little preachy here. If you can, if you are a comic guy like Chris and I, or if you like books, I love to read. I like to read a lot of um, manga and Japanese weeaboo. Tra- I'm a huge weeb, Chris. I don't know if you know this, no, but I, I, um, I got the vibe, but I did not know. Cool. Well, I'm just going to out myself here, but I was cruising and perusing that. And I'm like, maybe I'll pick up a couple of like uh, just graphic novels or something. And then I'm thinking like, no support your local comic shop because comic shops usually get a lot of foot traffic from game nights. They can't really have those yeah. right now because of everything going on, so they rely heavily on book sales. So instead of going to a big chain retailer, I put back the comics I had in my hand, and I'm planning on going to a local comic shop in the next few days and just hoping they have what I'm looking for, but if not, maybe there's something even better because, again, those guys are there all the time. They read everything that they're putting out on the shelves, so they always have plenty of good recommendations. But other than that, just playing video games, just chilling. Um, working on stuff behind the scenes for Locked on Cavs. We have... Um, some very fun guests coming up this week. Actually, the most handsome member of Cavs Twitter is joining us this week for an episode, which is, you know, Jeff, love you dearly, buddy. But um, Chris got me back into Animal Crossing. It hasn't completely itched to scratch yet. Uh, before the Mario Collection came out, I started up Breath of the Wild again, and it's just kind of fun to play that game completely like bare bones. The HUD shut off. It still shows your hearts and everything, but... Not having the Sheikah Slate telling me that there's a shrine within, like, 50 feet of me every time I'm walking on the map, it's, yeah. it's nice. It's just it's nice to, like, sink your teeth fully into the open world experience and just fend for yourself and figure it out. What, um, do you, do you have, do you, do you have a local shop? I usually frequent the one in Strongsville. Oh, great. Yeah, that's you, I, th- I think that's I think shop. you yeah. and I both, yeah. yeah, I think you and I both go to the same shop. Um, Marcus is an interesting guy, the guy who owns the store. Yes. <laughs> A lot of times I'll just be smoking cigarettes outside when I arrive. Um, yeah. 
No, but support local, yeah. shop local when you can. Like especially bookstores, and, like and, they're and if you're in, so important. And if you're in the the Strongsville, Northeast Ohio area, um, that Ground Zero in particular has a really good bet. You can actually buy all this. I was looking at them last week and almost I, I had to talk about put them back for now but they had all the scott pilgrim volumes they have like a bunch of really good indie stuff um and like in, like you can obviously buy marvel and dc but also like support independent mm-hmm. comics like there's a lot of really really good stuff I, if you tweet oh, me yeah. right now i will i will give recommendations of, of a series and um like the one that i have on my desk right now that i've been rereading that evan i think you might like i'm gonna put our zoom camera on so i can show you this uh. um but it's called once in future by karen gillen um it's hmm. it's like about it's like Arthurian, which is not totally my vibe, but um, it is also uh, about like like a reckoning with their own history and nationalism oh. and stuff. It's really, 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 really good, and the art's really, 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 really good. Um, no, for sure. Yeah, it's quite, quite good. But um, well, they, before we wrap up this they're, segment, they're, I just want to say Ground Zero is very, very yeah. big in has big mega game nights like that. Yeah. That is something they do a lot of business on. So if you can go in and, and support them, um, I. I know they'd appreciate it. No, they'd appreciate that. Uh, if you, for some reason you want to get into the Magic the Gathering, we can have Magic Nights. I don't know if Chris plays it, but I I'll have play never. It but um, I'm willing to, to do it for the team. Yeah, do it for the team. We can have Magic Nights if you guys really want to. But support Ground Zero. Support your local comic shop when you can. Um, if you're a vinyl connoisseur like I am, I've been shopping local for vinyl lately too. And there's something authentic about buying an old dusty gross vinyl record for that's probably came especially because of, like, I don't know if you know this like that the the printing of vinyl is like completely shut down because of coronavirus uh-huh uh-huh yeah so I guess I'm just preaching at this point shop local support local when you can and just jump back to the comic thing I know I mean you're kind of ignorant at this point if you haven't really are aware of how big the MCU is read some of the source material for the mcu like thor ragnarok it comes from planet hulk and it comes from a few other mm-hmm. thor J- stories J- that i hold near and dear to my heart the jason aaron thor run if you love thor just mm-hmm. go buy that whole run or get it from your local even support your library it's really really good yeah yeah there you go i think that's a just support local however you can folks mm-hmm. yeah and i i think a lot about how like those creators put in so much work into what they were doing and then it's like they're they don't get a lot of credit not at all. It's a tough look. Um, all right, we're gonna take a quick break. Please let us know. Tweet us at Locked On Cavs or drop us an email, and we'll and let us know what you're doing amid to kind of stay staying right now. And again, read the Kevin Love essay. It's really really good. Um, and I think it's important to do things that that make you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially no, right absolutely. now. Absolutely. Do something. Do things that make you happy and something that you can sparkle joy from in these down dour days. Because if you just constantly consume twitter and the 24 7 news cycle it's gonna make you depressed you need to find small victories in the day-to-day yeah. fiasco that is life these late yeah. days uh, twitter not not a great place all right we'll be not right back all. with more lock on guests all right evan um let's do this jetty osmond thing i want to i don't mm-hmm. have like this this is this is going to be like a not here for a long time here for a good time segment because we went a little long on that first one Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna like name names, um, because I just don't really want to do that. But I, I, I was texting you. I think it was Sunday. Um, about this, and when once that initial release came out, and there was like a, a one story and some tweets that I ended up kind of finding about people like being confused as to why Jetty wasn't there and calling it like disappointing in in kind of framing it in this way that it's like a mistake that he's not there. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to put this out very explicitly 
Um, it is very easy to Google and check information on different countries. It is very easy to remember, and the cab said in the release, that um, Jetty Osman went back to Turkey um, when this all kind of broke down. He left the country. And uh-huh. unlike Luka Doncic, who came back from Slovenia um, and, and had took advantage of the exemption that athletes can have to play in the bubble and, and play in the playoffs, like a, a short bubble is probably, frankly, like not totally worth it. Turkey is also a place where it's ruled by a fascist um, who's buddy-buddy with our, our current quasi-fascist. And he there is they have a very high per capita rate among public data for covid and it's kind of believed among a lot of scientists um that if you read the npr coverage and the washington post coverage about this that their numbers are sort of deflated because they're just kind of playing down the problem a little bit that's the result of living in a fascistic society um so jetty not coming back is like honestly the moment that we knew there's going to be a bubble and i i was like you look at his instagram and he's overseas there's literally no way he was going to come back no, I, I'm not really surprised that he isn't here. I mean, am I disappointed? Sure, I'd like to see all of the pieces of Cleveland's young core plus Larry Nance um, in tow in Cleveland. But, you know, I'd rather Chetty play safe than sorry. And the fact that, yeah, no, uh, Turkey's COVID numbers are a little through the roof right now and could be downplayed quite a bit because they are a fascist dictatorship and they could lie about their numbers easily just, you know, to make it seem like their situation isn't as dire as it is. And, Oh boy, just you know the parallels you can draw with America here right now are just <laughs> staggering. Um, but I'm, it, I'm like I'm like rubbing my eyes in frustration yeah, talking about yeah. this. Um, but, and it, it's just with Jetty, like I can understand like as a fan if you're disappointed, like you'd obviously like him to get in here and get some work in and kind of um, mm-hmm. interact with the coaches. I'm sure that he's like talk with the. I know for a fact he's talked with coaches and has yeah. had some interactions. But I, oh no, he's in constant communication yeah. with Cleveland's coaching staff. Yeah, which, that, that's which of course is good going on. Yeah. I'm going to continue going. The 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 question is just the the question really is just like I think the framing of it as being like that is the biggest takeaway from it is just like this is just a crazy situation and it's like incredibly understandable that he would not come um and you know any of these like I mean Andre Drummond obviously opted out for for sort of semi unclear reasons I guess um I I don't mm. feel like we have the full kind of grasp and I'll be curious to see what what in, in JB has to say about it once practice kind of start um. But, I mean, I, a jetty of, of anyone would has, like, very logical reasons not to come. And, frankly, for the stakes of the bubble, of this in-market bubble. Well, it's voluntary, so right. it's not like the Cavs can force him to come back. Well, and it's also not like – it's also not like the Cavs are – like, it, it, they're not playing for anything, right? Like, no. it's not like they're competing in a, in a way – there's not, like, incentive for Jetty to go through all the stuff he would have to go through to make it back. No, there isn't. I mean, they're playing for each other, Chris. It's like, uh, uh, I have to think of the Joe Varden meme about how LeBron's not playing for anybody. He he was playing for you. You, you know what I'm talking about. Like, yes, yes, yes. Made yes. my eyes roll so hard I felt my retinas detach. Um, no, I don't really have any takes on it. I feel like some people are having a little bit of a hyperbolic reaction to it. I think... I think you and I are the same stance as a fan of this team. It sucks that Jetty can't get the work in, but he's still being productive given his circumstances, and it's all working out nicely, and maybe that's something else we'll ask uh, Mr. Sports Knob himself about what his thoughts are on it. Uh, you know, the most handsome member of Cavs Twitter coming soon, folks, but um, it is what it is. I think 
I don't know. I feel like this year we kind of won the Jetty might not is not not might not is not the starting small forward of the future for the Cavs. Maybe you relinquish that position to Kevin Porter Jr. Maybe you wait till next year's draft class with a bevy of wings in the top ten that are available. Like maybe you figure it out then because Cleveland kind of or they could do it this year as well with Okoro Vassell or Avia, but. Jetty's still working. He's going to hone his craft. Um, his hair is looking impeccable, according to his IG story video. So yeah, he he seems he'll like be, he's he'll doing be back okay. soon when he needs to. When he's contractually obligated to be back, he will be back. But why would you risk your health, well-being, not only yourself but your family and your friends, and traveling internationally from Turkey back to Cleveland, Ohio, and you know? sowing a path of destruction to be dramatic uh, along the way yes um evan i want to tell you though about something and if i did have to take a long flight from turkey to the united states and all the the, the quarantining i'd have to dog. do can i tell you about something that would help me navigate that this is a this is an evan damaro level uh transition mm-hmm, here frankly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right Go i ahead. want to say guys Proceed. about built bar Bilt Bar is back, and the new improved Bilt Bar is even deliciouser than ever. There are 18 overall flavors, but six new great new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. And some of the great original flavors include double chocolate, mint brownie, and one of my absolute favorites, banana bread. These are bars covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and Bilt Bars are healthy. They're great for the health-conscious guy. They help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They're great for a keto diet. And, again, these are have great profiles. If you look at the new cookies and cream flavor, which, again, is fantastic, 17 grams of protein, a whopping 130 calories, 4 grams of net sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. And right now, you can get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, we'll be right back with more Lockdown Gabs talking about this. We basically have a tweet about it, but the new the, the possible G League tournament, and that's coming up right after this. All right, Evan, let's uh, talk into this. So Sham Sharania of The Athletic reported late on Monday evening that the NBA G League is, quote, seriously discussing a tournament featuring the Elite Ignite team led by Jalen Green and Jonathan Kuminga and other teams that include undrafted players and whatnot in a bubble environment in November slash December. Decisions are still fluid. Evan, when that comes on the timeline and you see that mm-hmm. and you that's kind of the, all the information we have as we record this right now. So there could be a fleshed out, whoa, sham, someone's story um, kind of, by the time you're listening to this what do you make of that what i make of it is uh agents you know passing off favorites i think Woj reported it as well but um shams is a friend of the pod because he didn't block me yet um still before why Woj did that but either way um i think this is just agents tipping both parties off the fact that the g league is exploring this you know because I fully applaud the NBA's plan, first off, to just offer these kids a financial opportunity that won't get them, you know, into a legal litigation battle with uh, whatever school slash booster paid them under the table to come there. I mean, I think this is just another avenue to 
Um, I'm going to get on my soapbox again here, so I'm going to sit up. I view college sports as a form of slave labor in today's America, where these students, you know, sacrifice their bodies for programs to make millions and millions of dollars on their namesake, and they don't see a cent of it. And if they do, they can go to court and, you know, have their family face possible legal litigation for it. Anyways, anyways, the NBA doing this for them is a huge step forward, and I highly applaud them for it. But I think this is just a way for agents of these players to be able to showcase the talent to teams like Cleveland, who will more than likely be in the same situation they are right now in the draft and get acquainted with them in hell um let's say it's not even just like a tournament or a play-in situation but like you look at the canton charge and they're able to practice with uh i forget the name of the team it's a stupid name i know that much it sounds like something that would sound super sick to me if i was like in middle school it's, like, it's but called now, ignited but the, the the select team yeah. is like ignite yeah, like, I think that'd be so sick if I was in middle school, but um, now I'm just like, whatever. It could, it could still be the select squad for all I care. I'd still think that that's what I'm going to call it going forward. But, like, if the charge are, like, given the opportunity to practice with these players, I know Cleveland hasn't fully embraced rebuilding through, or not built rebuilding, but building with their G League affiliate, the Canton Charge, alongside them, but they do utilize some prospects of it and i know the coaching staff is a big part of it where they try to keep a unilateral system between what they're doing in cleveland and they make sure they keep doing it in canton so players like dylan windler dean wade or ante zizek while he was still here who are playing down in canton are getting a similar coaching experience as they would in cleveland you know they get they do the shuffle of getting called back and forth but whatever it's a good opportunity for coaches you know to kind of report to jb and kobe on what is going to happen going forward with these players and i I don't know i think it's a good idea i don't don't think it's a bad idea and i think the nba has the best interest of these kids at heart so that that's i i know they do and i feel like this is just another opportunity to prove they do have their best interest compared to collegiate programs i have two questions about it and they're mostly related to i think this is something that obviously i'm I'm all for this g league just g league select team i think it makes sense um, mm-hmm. I kind of ha- I have just I, I have questions just sort of about the the basically labor questions about the the players that will be able to play. So like, what is the compensation going to be? Um, you know, like I I don't people I don't think um, know this necessarily. G League players like do not make a lot of money. Um, if you're just a G no, League they pl- don't. They're crim. That's my only beef with this. Is I think these players are call high school players make about half a million to a million to do a year of this program they need to up the ante for g league players in order to compensate these guys who have been grinding their ass off to get the position these players are in so that's that's another conversation for another day yes um there's also just in 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 talking about that like that like again you don't make a lot of money like it is controlled late it is pretty cheap labor um and you know not it's obviously not the revenue generator that other parts of the league are, and I'm sure this select team, like the, to to kind of do this, you have to pay those guys more. But when you when you just kind of look at this and you kind of consider who's going to be there, like are these guys what are what are these guys going to get paid to go there and play against these guys who are making much 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 more money than them? You know, like uh-huh. like these are like Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga are I think kind of rightfully so making a lot more money than some of these guys, but. These guys are not going to make money. And also, just like, what does this mean? For, and also, just remember, G League is Gatorade League. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> like, the NBA the, uses the G League as, like, a marketing op, too. Like, um, did you see the Shams report that um, the 
the NBA was experimenting. Um, this is a bit of my investigative investigation and Shams report, but like, did you see that teams are exploring the possibility of adding a second jersey sponsor because of the loss of ticket revenue? That's like, look, I as the, a as they've a, already they've already been doing that with the G League and like so they're yeah. I'm getting the vibe. They're just gonna look like soccer jerseys. As a soccer fan myself, yeah, big, a huge big, soccer uh, fan. Well, I was yeah. actually gonna make a Gareth Bale coming back to Spurs is like Kyrie coming back to the Cavs comp, but we could. I wish it's kind of like that though. It's the only mm-hmm. thing I can think about it. What it would be like in terms of the Cavs, I can't think of anything else. I mean, I guess the Goodyear Wingfoot and then the Rocket Mortgage logo on the chest with like a like so it'd be the Goodyear Wingfoot on the upper left hand corner, it'd be like the Cavs shield on the upper right hand corner, and then Rocket Mortgage across the chest. Ugh. Like I, vi- I I'm visualizing the Cavs jersey. It could be worse. They could have like, you know, be the Pistons and have little Caesars as their chest sponsor. I mean, Chris, you gotta you gotta take the victories when you can here, but um to jump back, uh, so, yeah, no, the G League, the G League is an experiment league for the NBA too. Like mm-hmm. they experiment like a lot of like different rule changes and stuff that ultimately don't work. But it's the G League's a little, little bit of their play playground on top of being a developmental league. I also just want to consider this. Like, what is this? What I don't. No one knows what the G League season is going to look like next year. Uh uh-uh. oh. And if you're uh, uh, J.P. McCora, a Matt Mooney probably, a two-way player in any sense, like any of these guys have a lot of money that they could be losing. They're going to – and they're, the, they're frankly the labor that is going to be just like cut out of the system and lose money if that's not the case. So I honestly wonder if you could do a situation where – you do the select team. You do like one or two teams of like undrafted guys or something like that, and or maybe a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And this is it really expanding the bubble, and that's obviously probably like not the necessarily thing that's going to happen. But I also, I also wonder if you could put in like the Canton Charge and these other, and get them in that environment because I imagine it would be safer to do that than like a lot of these teams sometimes travel via bus. They don't play in the they don't play in locker rooms. Like if you go to the, I I would recommend if you I know some people have. Um, but like you cover a Canton Charge game, it is a much more. It's like a high school gym. It is a cramped locker room. It is much less spacious. You're not going to have the the Yo, amenities. Give some respect to the Canton Auditorium. It is a nice place to watch a game. I love getting. It close smells to the court. like old people. But I love but it's being a nice place to play. <laughs> I love. I've covered games and I love being able to stay close to the court. Like it's. I I like parts of it as opposed to like this massive NBA arena. There's something kind of just cool about about all that. Um, but. I there's there's real extreme labor exploitation. Even if like the the labor part of it is good for the Jalen Greens and the Kumingas of the world, there is mm-hmm. extreme labor exploitation um, potential on this other side of it. Especially because like this is this could air on like ESPN, ESPN Plus, yeah. and be like a ESPN Eight, the Ocho, <laughs> a revenue generator for for the NBA and its TV partners, and it's all in the backs of labor that is like probably not making a whole lot of money and that to me is an extremely problematic part of this and i really wonder if we see the and and we don't know very much about it but i wonder if the g league union could kind of flex its muscles in some way here if it has any leverage at all yeah i don't know and maybe this is you know i i am critical of the Cavs under utilizing the g league um in terms of player development and they aren't the miami heat the miami heat are the gold standard of Finding talent at the G League level and turning it into meaningful players, uh, Duncan Robinson, um, Bumpy Johnson, you know, Meth Curry, Tyler Johnson himself, um, 
it, it, there's a lot of players that Miami's properly developed in their G League system, and Cleveland hasn't done it. So I'm not that acquainted with it, and you and I both know guys that are. But um, that is definitely something we need to explore going forward because there are some interesting takes on it. And I know our guy Ty Windish, who covers the Wisconsin herd on a day-to-day basis and has really you know sunk his teeth into being a G League reporter first and foremost after, you know, the steps he's taken his career um i'm curious what his thoughts are maybe i'll pick his brain on it but um i don't know i think that's just another conversation we need to have going forward but i i like the idea overall yeah i i think it's good and interesting and we'll kind of see where it goes um but that's gonna be it for today's show we actually are gonna go record our episode with with jeff nomina um who is who's early the most handsome man on Cavs Twitter. The only member of Cavs Twitter to like uh, be in a gif oh, a for, a, for a, a, an advertisement in relation to the Cavaliers, which is cool of him. But check that out. Thanks again to Bill Barber for the show. Use that promo code LOCKDOWN and get $10 off your order and maybe get a free cooler too. But thanks for listening. Um, do something happy for yourself. Again, tweet me and if you want a, a comic reference or a recommendation and uh, we'll talk to you soon. If you want to tweet me, we can just chit chat. Go Cavs.